Hi everyone, thank you so much for being here. I want to invite you into an incredible opportunity to become a coach. This is the Certificate in Mindfulness and Well-Being Strategy. This is for the person who wants to launch and grow their own business, take on one-on-one clients, offer group coaching, lead retreats around the world, launch your own podcast, start a blog, bring in mindfulness and well-being practices and workshops into corporations and school systems. If this is hitting your heart and you are saying, hell yes, then this is the program for you. The Certificate in Mindfulness and Well-Being Strategy is a three-month journey where you work with me to launch and grow your business, plus have trainings from leading experts in mindfulness and well-being strategy. We will also meet for five days in tropical Nosada, Costa Rica, where we dive in deeply into business planning while being nurtured by our spiritual practices so you can birth your heart-centered business. Please check out the link in our notes. If you want to focus on freedom instead of the hustle, then this is the program for you. I'm looking forward to reading your application. Cohorts are open right now. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I am super pumped about today's guest. We have Anahata Ananda, shamanic healer and soul coach. In this podcast, we talk about quantum leaping into 2020 with all your aligned goals and visions. Anahata tells us about her path in becoming a shaman and a soul coach and the amplified energy that lies in the land of Sedona, Arizona. Enjoy. Thanks for being here. Anahatha Nanda, so happy to have you here. Thanks for being on the Wise Woman Podcast. I'm so excited to be here and uh, and to share some wisdom and learn as well. Uh, This is what women do. So thanks for hosting. Thank you for calling the circle. (laughs) How does one become a shamanic healer and a soul guide? Um, Well, you know, I think in my own dark night of the soul, I was looking for answers and tools that I didn't really have for my own healing and my own awakening. And so I dove into shamanism because one of the, one of the ways that I really appreciate the, the, of, of shamanism and like deep core emotional healing is that you get at the root issue. You know, I had all kinds of different challenges that I was going through and and didn't have the tools to heal and didn't have the tools to live a more thriving, empowered life. And so what I appreciated about that is that it goes into the depths. We go and uncover, you know, look at the pain and uncover the trauma and and learn, heal, grow, expand, and then build on top of that. And so I think it was out of necessity that, um, that I explored it for myself personally. 
And it was making such a difference that I was so passionately drawn to actually, actually study shamanism and shamanic healing. And then also spirituality, consciousness, I kind of blended all. That's why my company's shamangelic healing is because it blends shamanism with spirituality and um, empowerment and manifestation and high performance. And it's kind of this blending of of resources that I wish I would have had 20 years ago when I was going through my dark night of the soul. So this is a practice that one can really learn how to be connected to energy and to study to become a shaman. Well, I think that, you know, it's really a calling. It's, 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 I, I, because that's when it re- really lands for you is when you're deeply drawn to study the principles, to understand energy. Because, you know, when we're just coming from the mind and we're trying to learn from the outside in, we're looking for a label or we're looking for a certificate, we really miss the whole essence of what it is to be in the flow of that. And so each of us has our role to play. And as women, we get to follow our intuition and listen with my gifts, with my desires, with my story. What am I drawn to do? So it's not like, oh, well, I feel like doing that because I have a weekend free. You know, I feel like that because it sounds cool. And and that's really not, you know, anything that's our sole mission is going to be a deep calling and a deep passion. And there's a deep curiosity. And that's when the learning becomes really easy. Um, and, 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 and our natural abilities get amplified. So yes, there are different schools and, you know, I, I teach, I train in different healing modalities, um, and shamanic breath work and, you know, it's definitely not for everybody. And, and I, I, you know, it's really a soul's calling is what I'm saying. And we talked right before we hopped on this call, how you are in magical Sedona. What is yes. the the energy of that land? It really probably amplifies all of your gifts. Exactly. That's why I'm here, you know, is, is so that I'm supported in my energy, close to nature. Um, I'm looking at stunning red rocks outside my window right now. The energy vortexes are very, you know, amplified here. And nature to me is my church. It's my sanctuary. And so it supports my healing. It supports my peace. It supports my physicality, my spirituality, my emotional health. And so then I can be a pillar when I turn around and serve and people are coming here because they're going through big core life shifts. And this is my passion and my dharma, you know, to help people that are going through those big core life shifts, whether it's whether it's um, a relationship crisis, like a, a breakup or marriage challenges, or whether it's health issues that are on the rise and and dealing with a diagnosis, um, or whether it's a career shift or change and there's stagnation, or whether it's a spiritual awakening, because that can also be a big core shift when you're having this, this awakening and things are changing and you're learning how to navigate your spiritual awakening. And that's why I opened up Shamanjelic Healing is that this is Sedona is a place that amplifies the healing, you know, accelerates the spiritual connection and, and really is a wonderful support and really a co-facilitator for me to amplify people's transformation and healing. 
So why? I love it here. Love well, it here. You got to come here, girl. I you know. <laughs> I know. I went with my family and it's, you know, I have so many, so many like dear friends and family in Arizona. I really, I need to get to Sedona. You're absolutely right. But what specifically is the, the origin of that land? What's the story of the actual earth of Sedona? Yeah. So, you know, the mountain that I'm looking at right now, it, the top of it's, you know, it's a couple hundred million years old. So this is original North American landmass. And at the same time, it used to be, you know, under the water. All of this where I'm sitting right now was all underwater. And so we have a lot of transformation on the land here because of the geothermal activity here. There's a lot of crystal quartz in the soil. The vortexes are these spiraling electrical currents that are amplifiers, and then they go through the crystal on top of that. And so the energy here physically on the planet is one of the highest um, frequencies on the planet. Other places like Machu Picchu, which also, uh, you know, the, the crystal city of light in Peru, you know, also has crystal quartz there. And I've been there many times and brought groups there many times. And where we have energy sites, you know, on the planet where there's this spiraling current vortexes and then amplified with crystals, that's where we tend to find a lot of healing, a lot of temples, a lot of sacred sites, because the ancients and, you know, the ancestors could feel it where there was spring water bubbling up. There was intelligence, water's levitating. Hey, put the temple around the, you know, the levitating water. And so this land here has all of that going on. And it's, it's an amplifier. So if you're going through healing, this is a great place to accelerate. If you're wanting to create or birth, this is a great place to come and write your book, you know, um, and also a great place to just rest and recenter. And I love as we come into this ending of not only a year, but of this decade, it's time to go in and have a reset. Let's look back at this last decade and be like, wow, what were my wins? What were my lessons? And where did I grow? And what's next? So that we can quantum leap into 2020 with clarity. And so this is a wonderful time um, and place for reflection and contemplation and, and getting clear you know, releasing and acknowledging the past and celebrating, but also to reflect and set the foundation to move forward. Before all of this incredible work and really moving to Sedona, what brought you, what brought you to this path? You know, when I was going through my, you know, uh, in, in my, like I say, in my dark night, which is where I had kind of followed the breadcrumbs to live somebody else's life. Do you know, hey, do this, then do that, and do this, and then do that. And I was successful on paper, you know, married two kids and big house, more bathrooms than people. And it's, you know, in the house, which was <laughs> more of a prison because it was like, now I had to clean more bathrooms. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> what the am I doing here? American dream. Yeah. And, you know, I, it was, you know, consumption and success and, and, and corporate and, and yet at a deep core level, that wasn't my path. And um, there was a lot of numbing with alcohol and shopping and a lot of, you know, rat race, you know, kind of thing. And I, I just wasn't happy at a deep core level. 
And that's where that, you know, then that's going to create conflict in my relationships and in my health. I was having health problems. I was having relationship problems. And, you know, what catalyzed this whole thing was my own healing journey from unresolved issues from my childhood that were coming in to to uh, to my my adult life as a mother. I'm a mother of twins and and. Uh, you know, everything, when it got intensified and amplified and there was more pressure, the cracks in the foundation got, you know, were clearly being applied a lot of pressure. And I needed to address those cracks. I needed to rebuild who I am. I needed to stop being the accommodator and pleasing everybody else at the expense of myself and look at who am I really deeply at a core level instead of this shell of trying to uh, really appease and please and be somebody that I really wasn't. And that was the catalyst to really dive into personal development and personal empowerment. And I just was this hungry caterpillar eating it all up, shamanism and spirituality, meditation and yoga and um, cleansing, fasting, uh, crystals, chakras. I just was so hungry about it all and so curious. And it was nourishing a deep part of my soul. And I was learning things that I wish I would have learned at 7, 12, 18, 25. Um, and so my passion came from wanting to help people um, go through that with more grace and have the tools and resources that I didn't have so that we can be happy in our own skin and follow our, our hearts to do things that we love, to, to create a life around us that nourishes our soul. And acknowledge that if there's addictions, if there's depressions, if there's conflict in the relationships, it's highly likely there's some unresolved issues that we're just sedating, ignoring, and blaming, running, hiding, and distracting. And, you know, the phone is just this fabulous, along with so many other socially accepted devices and ways in which to distract and numb that you know, humanity's going through this soul crisis. And we can see it on the planet. We can see it with the acceleration of disease and also um, depression, anxiety, and health crisis. We can see that we're going through growing pains. And this is an answer to that, to the part of us that really wants at a soul level something real and authentic and to live a thriving, impactful life, not the shell of a life that is you know, empty. And that's really what was happening for me. And I feel so much better <laughs> about life and what's possible. And that's why I coach and support other people through the process, because it's, it's my passion to, to support people in shining and in finding their true authentic self and path. And I love how you spoke about this all from a place of hunger. You know, my clients will, <clears throat> my clients will come to me and they'll say, how do I know I'm even ready? Like, how do I know I'm ready to immerse my soul or to show up? And I, I say, you're here, you're talking to me right now. You're clearly hungry for it and you're showing up. And there's so many free resources right now. You can read books, you can listen to podcasts, you can read articles, hop online. It's a wealth of knowledge. Don't spend too much time online. And it's definitely that marriage of both. And what I really want to talk about and something I'm super interested in, I love this idea of time not being linear. And yeah. I really love practicing kundalini yoga and kundalini yoga kind of helps you scrunch the pages together. So 
you can make things happen more quickly. Like if you're starting a business, you can already hit that six-figure milestone in a pretty quick way Um, or attract that romantic partner in a very short amount of time. How does that show up in in quantum time, which we were talking about before this? Yeah, I'm into like quantum manifestation and how we we condense that timeline is accelerate our vibration, amplify our vibration in a positive way. When we're in this place of, like I was mentioning before, guilt or shame or sedation, ignoring, uh, conflict, depression, worry, stress, we're actually contracting our energy field, which is expanding the timeline. We're pushing away our dreams. We're pushing that attraction of that partner. We're pushing that out. And so this is a vibration like an accordion that when we're in a contracted vibrational state, it takes longer to manifest. It takes longer to turn to heal. It takes longer to learn. And that's why we keep having the cycles repeating over and over because the universe is saying, hey, you know, let's try this again. Let's give you another test and see if you're going to have a different answer. And I really enjoy the opportunity to know that, wow, when I can pause and get out of my mental yada, yada, the busy, 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 you know, hustle, hustle, when I can pause and when I can breathe and when I can get still, am I going to have this conversation with the universe and allow the universe to speak to me? So a conversation is back and forth, which is different than a prayer. A prayer is like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I want this. I want that. And this is a conversation that says, universe, help me to understand myself. Help me to see what can I do differently? What are the next two steps? Show me you know, where and, and let me feel what is alive inside of me so that we can start to connect with our intuition. We can start to connect with divine guidance so that those seeds that are planted in us, which can accelerate very quickly, um, that we allow them to be fertile because I can be, let's just say shamanism wasn't my path, but I go after it because I think I'm supposed to do that. When the seed that the divine has for me is to go and be a midwife, that that's really my soul's calling. And we want to be in this receptive place with the universe to be saying, hey, God, creator, source, spirit, universe, whatever you call that, let's co-create. I'm finally ready to acknowledge that I'm part of the universe and that I have, a, I have been given specific, you know, a background, which I think our childhood and, and our adult life, our challenges included especially, are our training ground for our soul's mission. And so... We might be resisting that we're called to do this thing because we, we're, we're in the head trying to create a life soul, you know, the, you know that, that society says to go after, missing the fact that the signals and the signs are right there to follow this other path. So there is a listening, Aaron, there is this stillness, there is this receptivity, there's this cooperation that says, let's co-create together. And when we're in that vibration of receptivity and we get these seeds of excitement, then we get to be in this high vibe that even if it's like this big, oh my gosh, do what? I don't think I'm ready for that. Then we're in a fear space and say, okay, if it was given to me, if the idea was seated inside me, that means I can do it. And that spirit, divine creator source source is going to have my back. And so when we're in 
faith, when we're in passion, when we're in belief, when we're in excitement, we can condense the timeline and manifest very quickly. And that I just get so excited about following my passion and my excitement. And then if there's resistance around something, I get to look is, is it that I'm afraid to fail or is it that it's not my doorway? Because if it's a fear of, of failure, I'm in the right place. You know, that's because I'm, I'm in a new place. It's uncomfortable. And if it's a fear that I don't know if I can do this, that's probably because I'm stepping into bigger wings and I'm on, I'm on the right path. If, it's, if there's a resistance because, like, this doesn't feel right, it's, it's, it's not in alignment, the timing isn't right, the person isn't right, something doesn't feel right, that's also a transmission from the divine to say, that's not your doorway, back away from it, give it time. If, it's, if, if you're going to open that doorway another time, we'll let you know. And so sometimes we have to have this dance with our ego that says, but I already promised to go through that doorway. And this is what I said I was going to do. And it takes uh, the divine feminine intuition and also the, the ability to be flexible that allows us to allow this path to keep moving and evolving and changing because it's not a straight line. It's a cha-cha. <laughs> it's a dance. I love that. It's a cha-cha. So for anyone who's listening and they're getting ready to really show up in a different way in 2020, and maybe for them that is, you know, writing down three New Year's resolutions or anything that feels intuitive to them, what is a very concrete, like step-by-step -step practice they can do right now to help them really radically show up in 2020? I love this. I, I just did a seven day clarity challenge with 200 people on this very thing because I'm we're coming into a new decade, not just a new year. And like that requires I invite you know, radical clarity so that we can get really clear, especially before the new year starts about where we're going, what we're saying yes to. And the first thing that I do is assess you know, where am I at with my health, with my relationships, with my finances, with my career, with all of these different aspects, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how am I doing? I like to get radically honest with, wow, I did well in career this year, but my health slipped or I did fantastic with relationships and health, but then my business slipped. And so I like to get, first of all, number one, radically clear on a scale like one to 10. And then I look at those numbers just to be like, where's the gap? If I've got a six or a five or a three or even a seven in anything, I'm like, all right, I got to fix that because it's all connected. If we go after that six or seven figure business and we don't factor in lifestyle and health at the end of this time next year, now we're going to have a health crisis. So I'm into building this foundation that interconnects where there's a stability and, an, and a, a synergy between spirituality, physical health, career, relationships, lifestyle, hobbies, that it's the whole thing is up leveling and thriving. So then I like to get really clear, all right, based on those gaps and what my you know, what I'm passionate about, I get into this deep state of meditation with the universe and be like, okay, Let's envision what it could like. What if my life was all tens? What could it look like? And I spend a lot of time in this very high vibration, seeing, feeling, smelling, tasting. What would the best relationship look like? What would um, being in my dharma, my soul path service, 
Would it be on stages? Would what would what would happen? What would it feel like? What would it smell like? And get really into the detail. And in fact, I want to give a free gift to your audience: quantum visualization, a free gift. So we'll make sure to give that because that is. Uh, that is my process that I do every day, and it's a it's a little recording that people can drop their dream, their fitness dream, their their abundance dream, their relationship dream, their career, their impact, make a difference dream, and a guided visualization that you can tailor your experience to. So the second one to me is vision and guided guided visualization. Three, let's be radically honest about all right, what is in the way? Is there a group of people that are naysayers, dream stealers, negative gossip that are not going to really support the conversations, the inspiration, the possibilities of moving to the next level. So I look at what needs to go, which might be certain circles. It might be a habit like um, staying up late at night. It might be a habit of starting your first half an hour of the day on social media scrolling instead of being intention and having your conversation instead of quantum visualization, setting intentions with the universe. Like what has got to go? What habits are, are not only not going to get you to your dreams, but would actually, you know, sidetrack or sabotage? So I look at surrender in a big way. There might be a substance like alcohol or sugar or gluten or pot or whatever it is for you that actually might be stealing your energy instead of amping it up. And so I look at honestly where my lifestyle is and what is not in alignment with who I'm becoming. And I start with shifting then number four, what new habits, what new practices do I need to put in place to get that are going to build the life and help me become who I am in order to attract and manifest those dreams. So I look at what habits need to be installed. What people do I need to surround myself with? Do I need a coach? You know, definitely what the support system would be number five. Hey, what, what's, what's, what, who do I need in my, in my corner? Do I need a coach? Do I need a mentor? Do I need a mastermind group? Do I need an accountability buddy? Like I have all of those in my corner. Do I need somebody that's just going to remind me of my why when I'm distracted, had, had a setback, you know? And then there's also what are the priority action steps? That would be number six. What priority, priority action steps like what has got, what action do I have to take in order to move this forward? And it might be quite uncomfortable. I might need to put an application in. I might need to make that phone call. I might need to put myself out. I might need to, um, you know, put that website up finally. Whatever it is, what are the critical action steps that are going to move the needle forward and not in this perception of that I'm getting something done when I'm really just doing busy work. You know, when I do my coaching, my, my quantum leap program for 2020, when I do that kind of coaching, I'm all about results and, and balance and um, action. And uh, let's get, let's get somewhere, ladies. We've got, you know, it's, it's the time of the divine feminine to rise. So uh, we need us all off the bench and in the game, fully activated and bringing our magic into the solutions that the planet is needing right now. 
When we talk about co-creating with the universe and getting, uh, like bringing ourselves into this very high vibe state, I know for me that was not always easy. I needed a cup of coffee. I needed to be in an environment where I felt very secure and safe. So if I was, my background's very nomadic. If I was traveling, I wouldn't always be able to access that high vibe state. I'm also in Chicago right now, and the winter time is a little dismal. So yes. what are some practices we can do to really drop into that more high vibrational state? Um, one of the, that, that, that quantum visualization that I'm giving your listeners will be one. And what we can do, let's just, just, let's just say we're in a place where where the weather isn't great, like you're saying, maybe you're also in a funky mood, you know, you've just got a text that really pissed you off, you know, or you haven't let go of an argument from yesterday or, well, I don't know, a year ago or 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, um, and you're just in a funk. And this is where we need to have our happy place in our mind. And I'll stack it. Like, I need the music that is going to bring me up. I need uh, essential oils that I put on my body that, like, when I smell it, it takes me to a different place. I need that visualization in my mind. And for my place, my happy place is is the beach, you know. And here I am in, the, in, a, in a desert, you know. So I'm going to have sense. I'm going to have sounds. We're going to use the senses to transport us from, be a bridge from funky, you know, contracted, bitchy place to thriving, expanded, joyful place because, you know, nothing great is going to come from that day when we're in contraction. And so what I like to do is this pivot, this shift, and it takes smell, it takes visualization, it takes audible um, you know, experiences that I close my eyes and in the yoga community, we would say pratyahara, which is to withdraw the senses from the external world and we even withdraw the senses from the activity from the brain that is in a bitch cycle, you know, it's like on repeat. So we can move out of that whiny place and, you know, pratyahara withdraw from everything and then we engage the senses and we direct them in a different way where what's that visualization what's your happy place in your mind where you breathe you close your eyes and for me like just feeling my sand my feet uh, on, the, on my toes in the sand at the beach and the waves coming up like immediately it shifts my vibration and then I'll go into my quantum visualization even if I may not do anything that day to get to, to get there. This will at least keep me in the vibration that I'm not making it worse. I'm not, you know, uh, having an argument with someone on my staff or um, sabotaging myself with eating habits that are going to be even worse. And so at least I'm shifting my vibration into a happier place. And that would definitely shift the rest of the day and open, allow me to open to synchronicities and inspiration. So I think that that, that practice of, of having a guided visualization uh, uh, that you know in your mind that brings you such happiness when you're dreaming it, that it brings you to tears. That shifts the whole vibration. It shifts the cravings. It shifts it shifts what we allow in. It shifts how we can be discerning. And so that's one of my favorite things is to just, when I'm in a funk, I got to step back. And it can be something that you have on your phone 
and a little essential oil that you carry in your purse. It's not like, oh, well, that's easy for you to say. It's like, no, you can do this in your office. You can close the door. You can step away from the kids and just sit in the closet for five minutes and just like get in your zone and then reimmerse and that will change your, your day for sure. Beautiful. Absolutely. As I always adorn myself with oils before any spiritual practice or level of connection, even if I'm just hopping to say something authentic on Instagram, you got to use all the senses. I love asking spiritual women, and you touched on this in the beginning about detoxification and and how you feed your body. And I know fasting for me in a fasted state, God and I are BFFs. I mean, it's just download, download, download. What are some of your fasting practices? I like to do just like a 36-hour water fast. I really dig that. It just is a reset on the bacteria in the body. So I like to just do a water fast. I um, I, I actually really love the ice baths as well, you know, because it takes me into this Zen place where, uh, you know, and it also stretches my discomfort edge which is kind of like a Zen practice for me because life, I'm going to reach my edges. If I'm going after my dreams, really, if I'm really going after my dreams, I'm going to meet discomfort often, likely daily. And like where where I'm meeting the edge of resistance and ice baths for me is just like, okay, not the practice of not energizing the fear or the discomfort and the habit of switching over in my mind to peace, grace, attraction, and and shifting an uncomfortable experience and actually deeply enjoying it. So I do like that, but that's a side piece. I do green juice every single morning, every morning. And that is alkalinizing my body. Uh, it is calming my nervous system. It is bringing fantastic cleansing, uh, you know, to the body that needs it. So celery juice, green juice, whatever it is, like I do that every single day. It used to be just when I was cleansing and fasting. And now it's no, I'm very much. It's a daily practice for me. Coffee enemas once a week. So uh, pupa latte or crappuccino, if you wish. Amazing. <laughs> because that is actually toning the liver and the liver has has so many different functions of all of the organs. It has the most functions um, for digestion, for like, you know, the different enzymes that are required for the body to break foods down, all kinds of different functions. And so having a toned liver is actually super essential. And so that is um, a part of my cleansing ritual and fasting ritual is, is uh, coffee enemas once a week. As well. When I was in India, my um, I spent a good amount of time in Kerala in a mostly silent ashram. And my roommate and I, we would whisper, and she was a raw vegan. She's a raw vegan from Florida, and she taught me everything about coffee enemas. And ever, <laughs> like ever since, like spending that month with her, um, coffee enemas. If you have not tried them, it is the practice of really administering about a quart or about four cups of coffee, high quality coffee, um, up your rectum and it in your lower intestines and upper intestines absorbing that coffee to really help you detoxify. 
It's an amazing process. It really makes you squeaky clean. It's something to look into. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like if you look at your liver like a sponge and if, you're, if the sponge was filled with water and you tried to wipe the counter, that's a sluggish liver. Mm-hmm. So that's going to give digestion problems. That's going to be harder, you know, more allergies to different foods, uh, all kinds of different functions um, that the liver performs. And so what a coffee enema is actually squeezing that liver so that it becomes more porous and the blood can filter through because it's a big, the liver is a big filter for blood and we want clean blood, you know, uh, so that's because that helps with mental clarity. It helps with energy, all kinds of different things. So yes, I love uh, the, the coffee enema, not hot coffee, <laughs> yeah. not super hot. And then you fill a little bit and then you release and then you fill a few times and then you hold it in there for a little bit. And what that does, it actually absorbs into the, the, the large intestinal wall. It absorbs and triggers the portal vein to squeeze that liver for you. So it's not just putting it in and out, but you want to you ha- leave it in there for like at least 10 minutes to, to kind of um, go deeper. So who knows we were, we're going to be talking about I know, it's amazing. coffee downtown. <laughs> Absolutely. And Anahata, I'm, I'm guessing that this, was this the name you were born with or did you choose to be named after the fourth chakra? Uh, it, you know, uh, this is not my birth name. It's my spiritual name for sure. When I, in my awakening process and I was diving into meditation and just having such deep, profound experiences. And I've known for a long time that like this lifetime is about learning about the heart. And so I was drawn to that name Anahata, but I, I just liked, I just liked the word. And when I was studying with my spiritual teachers year ago, years and years ago, um, decades ago now, um, they're like, "Yes, it's time for your spiritual name." And of course, it is Anahata. And I was just so giddy about that. And and then what they added to it was Ananda, which means bliss. And so I was like, "Blissful heart or blissful love," and. I get to have that as a bar to keep opening to is what I'm thinking is what I'm doing is what I'm experiencing is what I'm choosing moving me towards embodying more blissful love or is it taking away from that and it's been a wonderful marker and a benchmark for me to make decisions and check myself as I move towards that more often and um feel the vibration, those higher vibrations of bliss and love and understand what gets in the way of them. And that's why that, that's why my healing practice and, and, and services are about that transformation, that migration from a closed heart and unhappiness to a way, an awakened, uh, compassionate heart and the vibration of bliss and joy. Beautiful. And um, that's my life's mission is, is to keep understanding that <laughs> it's humbling mm-hmm. and, and uh, fun and uh, a beautiful path. So, yeah. So it's Sanskrit. It's from uh, East India. Absolutely. Beautiful. And if you had all the ears of the women in the world and you wanted to share wisdom with these women, what advice would you share with them? I think one of the deepest gifts we all have is our intuition. And when we 
feel that something isn't quite right, it's probably because it isn't quite right. When we can sense things are changing or that a cycle is completing, it's probably because it is. And when we have this passion or desire to move towards something, it's probably because that's the direction our soul is calling us. And I think that in my healing practice, so many women have disconnected from that. Maybe in childhood, they were told that isn't that that they had this feeling and that it wasn't right, or it wasn't safe to follow your intuition because that's not socially acceptable. That path isn't socially acceptable. And so, but I but I really want to study this, or I really I feel called to this, and where that got kind of stuffed, stuffed, or and um, you know, kind of uh, 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 oppressed. Is that and that causes so many problems of well, I chose the wrong man, or I didn't trust that on our I, I knew it wasn't the right job, or I knew this wasn't right. I can't tell you how many problems that have lasted for decades in people's life have stemmed from not trusting the intuition. So, ladies, sisters, goddesses, uh, priestesses, trust that. This is a divine communication. Your intuition, when something feels right or not, when it's a yes or a no, whether it's proceed with caution or bring this to a close or start something new, like trust your intuition. It's your most powerful innate gift. And come home to that and be friends with it because it is the way the universe communicates to you. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing all your wisdom on the Wise Woman podcast. Thank you, sweetie. You're such a wise woman yourself. And uh, I, I'm so excited to watch your journey unfold as you have a lot of your path ahead of you and already so wise and such a pillar of light for the community. So thank you for bringing your voice out to the sisters. We need it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Everyone, as always with podcasts, we need high rating subscribers, comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us. We adore hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting again next week. Thanks so much.